The Bite Goes On is up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. I'm Brent Peterson, host of Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. And this week, we're in Lima, Peru, to try a delicious purple corn beer, ceviche, and pisco sours. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with Sonder Bernstein. We're still on the road. On the road We're again. on the road for us, yeah, Santa Rosa. So for Santa you, it takes, takes what? It's about an hour from Sonoma for you? It, it took almost an hour today, 50 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's right down the road. I jump on 101. and um, Yeah, actually, well, I, yeah. I'd, I'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've been here before. We are at Spinster Sisters today. Yes, so we are. Welcome, Liza. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you so much for being have you, here. Chef. Yeah. I have not been here, but just based on the smell alone, when I walked in the door, you're coming. I can tell I need to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It really smells delicious. I keep trying yeah. to think about what I'm smelling. And All those it could fall be flavors. Bacon right now, it's bacon. Bacon. It was roasting mushrooms when oh, you first arrived. Oh yeah, mushrooms and, and roasting yeah. squash. Yeah. It's all those uh, fall flavors. Yum. Yeah. Yum. I know. They, you know, they I really get you. Like That's why I love the season. Yeah. Yes. Winter. You know, yeah. fall and winter when they come mm-hmm. in, it's just like oh, the soulful yeah. food is mm-hmm. back. Like I want a hash now, like a mushroom mm-hmm. butternut squash, I know. Mm-hmm. bacon hash. Yep. Mm. That sounds pretty With good. With the fried egg. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm, and crusty well, what you guys do? Were you were you open for breakfast this morning? No, we're today closed on Mondays, but we are open um, nine a.m. and till two thirty. And we do a breakfast and lunch menu um, during the week. On the weekends, we do more of a traditional brunch menu, and then we reopen for dinner at five, and we do dinner service. Okay. So we kind of shift personalities between the two services a little bit, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're open a lot. <laughs> yeah, but Mondays, is that, does that end up being a restful day for you or is that a day to get caught up on everything? I think it's a day to do, it's to catch up. I love my Mondays. You know, it's quiet in here. I can tackle all the things that have been piling up on my non-kitchen related plate, which are, you know, great the piles these days. Um, and I'm able to, yeah, take a deep breath and check in on how everything is going and how the week went and just you know and yeah just have a moment to breathe yeah well and for those of for those listeners out there that haven't heard of the restaurant um how long have you guys been in business and how would you sort of um characterize the restaurant or your style of food sure um we have now been open for just over seven years um we opened in 2012 and um when we opened this restaurant it was we were hoping to just bring a neighborhood fixture to Santa Rosa. We felt like there was sort of a missing element in the community here of really high quality, good food, but not in a pretentious way, not in a traditional way, just sort of fun and fresh. And my style of cooking, I'm very, um, 
I'm I'm a wannabe vegetarian. You know, I love vegetables first and kind of all the meat and everything that goes with it kind of comes second. But it's here in Sonoma County. I'm not a native Sonoma Countyan. I'm East Where Coast. Where are you from? East Coast originally. Where? I grew up in Connecticut and then I lived in Massachusetts and Vermont for college and kind of all over the East Coast. I'm Philly. Yeah. And so I'm still every year blown away by the California growing season and Sonoma County especially. Mm. And um, so it's all about celebrating the bounty of Sonoma County. And you're in a un- sort of unusual area yes. in that you're very close to basically downtown. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then it almost feels like the restaurant is in the middle of this neighborhood. Yeah, definitely. I think this neighborhood is so interesting to me because it's one of the oldest neighborhoods in Santa Rosa. And when um, in the 50s, when they put the 101 in, it kind of cut this incredibly vibrant neighborhood off. Um, because the 101 is directly behind this building. And um, it was supposed to go west, but Mayor Cotting wanted an exit at the Cotting Town Mall. So (laughs) it went right through Santa Rosa. I'd never heard that story before. um, Not a surprise. um, Yeah, and then the Highway 12 from east to west was put in, in, I think it was the 70s, I want to say. And that also kind of then again kind of severed this neighborhood. And so... um, it kind of fell into bad times, hard times, but it almost created this time capsule in that a lot of these little houses in the area are all from, um, you know, the twenties to the sixties. And they, you know, have been, a lot of them have been bought by young families and the artists discovered this neighborhood first, of course, cause they do. Mm-hmm. And they put in a lot of studios and galleries and that's what made us fall in love with it is this vibrant community that recognize this this special um little enclave that they had here and um and this neighborhood has soul unlike a lot of areas of santa rosa which are more modern more generic track home you know they don't have that that real feel of uh, a historic city and santa rosa is a pretty historic city for california so it's nice for us to have that feel um and the building that we're in my business partner he's a builder in his real life and he looked at this building (laughs) and recognized the bones like if you look at the walls behind you it's board formed concrete walls which you don't find anymore and the river pebbles that are in there you know are exposed and we did a lot of work stripping back what was originally on here and plaster and years of paint Mm. and same with the floor we ground down to the original concrete and just let it sort of speak for itself it was built in the 20s this building and and was it a restaurant before you it was originally a market called the la rose market by the family that had built the building in the 20s through i think the late 50s early 60s and then it started changing hands and it was a lot it was a um it was a um consignment shop at one point it was it was a hot tub store at one point in the 80s of um, course there's big apparently big foam pink letters that said hot tub on the roof because oh, you could fabulous. see it from the 101 and they still they still have a business in Santa Rosa in a different location and they came in for their anniversary party to um to come back here and kind of relive this oh, location wow. which is fun but when we found it it was abandoned it had been empty for a couple of years and um it had been offices so it was all warrens of little offices and a sad little entryway up there and so we just basically gutted it and you know 
created our own vision inside of it. So what was it that attracted you to, I mean, besides obviously you like the, the bones of the building, mm -hmm. but what was it that other than that, that sort of attracted you to this space? Um, I think that it was a lot of, a lot of the neighborhood and, um, of finding kind of a central location, but that the challenge of being a slight pioneer in a neighborhood that didn't have an established much of a retail or, um, you know, kind of, we're, we weren't moving into a shopping center that had all these sort of known quantities. It was like, we could kind of do what we wanted here. Um, I think that was a lot of the excitement of it and the challenge, but, um, but we just recognized this greater neighborhood had a lot of potential for even projects beyond just the space. Hmm. And what, and what percentage of your, um, guests do you think are, um, locals as opposed to people? We're a hugely locals business. Great. I would say, um, you know, 70%, nice. maybe a little less now. I think tourists have discovered Santa Rosa in general mm -hmm. much more in the past five years than with the growing, you know, beer scene, the wine scene, of course, already. But the beer scene has been, you know, there are a lot of breweries in Santa Rosa that bring people here specifically. Yeah. Um, and I think also the cannabis scene, um, a lot of it's based here in, in Santa Rosa as well. So yeah. more tourists come here now than we've ever seen. Um, but yeah, we, when we opened, we didn't market ourselves much. It was word mm -hmm. of mouth and it was locals and it was in the neighborhood mm -hmm. and beyond. But and you I, had a good buzz in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, as far, yeah. I'm not, I'm, you have a good buzz now, but sure. as far as like yeah. discovering yes. this and you really just the spinster sisters, you want to know what it was going right. on. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, the yeah. name certainly sticks with you. Like what, what's yeah. that place? All, all right. About? Tell us about and the And I name. think yeah. that area, the 2012, it was still like, you know, mm. we were still sort of in recovery. You weren't seeing a ton of new restaurants right. at From the time. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was still, um, you know, it was a time when people were excited about new things. There wasn't this, I feel like in the past few years, you know, we've seen more and more mm -hmm. stuff come on the scene. So that was, you know, it was, a, it was a good time to open. Yeah, and you're not a spinster because I'm looking at your finger. <laughs> no. You have yep. a nice diamond. <laughs> and right, a and she was saying that her band. partner was a guy, right? Yeah. So that's my business partner is a guy, but my life partner, uh, my husband, is a is a Sonoma County native. He was born and raised in Healdsburg, and his family. Um, you may know his mother. Uh, she owns the they own the downtown bakery in Healdsburg. Oh. Um, so it's right on the square in Healdsburg. I know Combo, what a family huh? to marry into. Yeah. I was really <laughs> awfully lucky there. Oh, they used to um, make the best fig jam. They probably uh, still yeah. do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I used do. to just go to Hillsburg and buy that fig yes, jam. That fig jam. I don't jam even think I bought there. bread there, but I bought the jam. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So my husband and he works with his um, mom and his sister, and they still run the business um, together. And he's the reason I'm here in Sonoma County. We met working at a restaurant in San Francisco when we were young, young, ambitious line cooks. What restaurant? Um, it was called Bizu, Loretta Keller's restaurant. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. such oh a lovely God. place. Yeah. Um, and um, we worked together for a while and then kind of things kind of evolved from there. But he convinced me that perhaps Sonoma County was worth giving a try. I was, you know, I was San Francisco dedicated. I had, you know, just been working my way up the ranks of line cooks and mm. all and had lots to accomplish. And then, <laughs> you know, we started to reconsider 
my life path and was it really healthy to you know cook 60 hours a week and stay up till four in the morning every night and you know all of that went along with being a young line cook and maybe a slightly (laughs) slower pace of life might not be the worst thing and then I started exploring up here a little bit with him on weekends and stuff and realized this could be a pretty great place to live and his family was already still in Healdsburg yes. then? Yes, so exactly. So he knew the area. Yeah, so yeah. he grew up here and he had just come down to San Francisco to, you know, kind of spread his wings a little bit mm-hmm. and um, and didn't take long to head back up here. And then did you go right to Santi? Yes. So I, um, I actually, when I moved up here, I was like, you know, I'm going to take a break from restaurants. <laughs> I might work for a winery or just do something else, you know, see what else is out there in the greater world. And um, Dino Bujica was the chef. Uh, he's the owner of Diabola. So he was the chef at Santi at the time. And he was playing softball with my husband. And... Um, he and I met and he was like, I heard you were just line cooking at Delfina and you know how to cook pasta. I'm like, well, yeah. He's like, cool. We need a pasta person three nights a week, please. And he just kept after me and after me and after me. And finally I was like, all right, a couple of days a week I could do. And before I knew it, you know, a year and a half later, I was working back to working way too many hours, but it was a really exciting time and an exciting restaurant to work at tons of talent there. And, um, you know, I've never, had the experience of diving into a specific cuisine and like all of the very tiny little regional aspects of it in such a way and it was such a huge education for me and a great experience and and it was beloved to so many people it was Mm -hmm. a it was a real really neat sort of incubator period Mm -hmm. for chefs in Sonoma County so and it's incredible yeah really yeah and Santi like we, the second one was there, but it was it where Diavolo was. No, so it's it just Santa? next door. It's where um, it's the it's now Catelli's. It was Cate- owned, oh, and so my God. yeah, it was owned by the Catelli family, and they had had a, oh another space. God. They'd moved into Healdsburg proper, and so they leased it to Franco Dunn and Thomas Odin, who were the original owners. In I want to say a little before it was like ninety eight, ninety nine, mm-hmm. and. Um, and we had close to a decade there and then moved to Santa Rosa. The lease ended, and that's when the Catelli children moved back into that space. Okay. And so we moved Santi to Santa Rosa, which was a, a brief incarnation. Um, and I in was only Fountain there Grove. in Fountain yeah. Grove, exactly. Right, right, right. And I actually had, I, um, had gotten married at that point and, mm. and um, was going to have my first child. So I realized about seven months in that I needed to take a break. So I left restaurants for a little while and focused on um, family building and just was sort of a private chef and taught classes and did different things for a little while. And then when my son was about um, 10 months is when this project kind of popped up and it took a good year or so to, you know, come to fruition before we opened the doors. But... Um, yeah, I didn't take, why, I didn't take too long Spinster away. Why Spinster Sisters? Why the name? Yes. So the Spinster Sisters, um, is we, we talked about how this building was built in the twenties. The family that built it, this is our lore, um, <laughs> on the building, you know, um, the family that built it, built it, they're an, ex, a, an extension of the Canavari family that are still here in Santa Rosa. They have a deli up, um, north end of town. They, um, 
Build the Building had the LaRose market downstairs, and they had several children, including two daughters, Isolina and Claudia, who never married. They lived upstairs, and there are three apartments up there. Um, and they um, lived and worked in this neighborhood their whole lives. Mm-hmm. And we've met people who've come and been like, oh, yeah, I knew them when, you know, because I would go to the laundry where they would work, or a gentleman and his wife were living upstairs in the 70s um, and they knew they used to fry a rabbit every Sunday and he worked at a dairy and he would bring them a pail of milk once a week and you know like all these great old stories about these women and um, and we just like the idea that they were these sort of independent women who lived great lives that we think in this neighborhood and were part of the fabric of this area we wanted to honor the history of this building and the neighborhood itself um and also that it was going to be a female-run business um, that, you know, we kind of looked at that term spinster and does it have to be have such a negative right. connotation? Can it have a positivity? Like, can I'm people a have, spinster. People can have pretty do amazing you, lives. They don't need yeah. to have that Do you say Sandra, Sandra the spinster? I've never said that, but if you want me to start no, I, saying I, that, I, I can. No, I don't. I don't. But, like, I think about <laughs> right, that. Yeah, I'm like, of course. yeah, it does have negative connotation. Yes, like, absolutely. what if I want to be a spinster? Right, exactly. Yeah. And maybe these women led, yeah. led great lives, even if they yeah. didn't marry. And and so why not just ha- provoke that conversation? Yeah. You know, Are there rethink. ghosts here? Do you you think know, I don't. Here? I have worked in haunted places before, and this building actually Doesn't seems feel. pretty peaceful, uh-huh. which is great. Yeah, <laughs> but you can see we have. Um, if you go to the restroom, we have a wall of women mm-hmm. um, next to the restroom. All these different photographs from different eras, and the sisters are on that wall. We someone sent us some pictures of them, uh, so you can that's cool. you can find them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what goes on in those apart? Are those apartments still? They, they are still upstairs, yeah, and we have we have tenants up there. And so you own the, bu- the yes. land now. Oh, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Oh, so you have people living beginning. above the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Very u- unique people choose to live above a restaurant, we've discovered. Right? Normally it's the mm-hmm. owners of the restaurant. Right, exactly, right. exactly. Yeah, but the, the apartments are pretty neat because it's all the original wood, similar to down here, original woodwork. There were even, like, pie safes in the cabinets and, oh. you know, all that kind of thing when we first moved in there. And they're on the small side. They're not, you know, nothing mm-hmm. luxurious but they're um yeah they're it's you know a, a good integral part of the business and the and the, do they come eat here yeah some it depends you know we've had tenants over the year who are down here three nights a week and then we have people who we never see so uh-huh. you know it's right. it's all their lives and their their patterns and and yeah, all god that. i wouldn't be able to take the smell I, I would know. just always be hungry. You'd always be hungry, but can yeah. you take the noise when the hood? When I'm turning the hood on at six thirty in the morning, yeah. it's like, oh, <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> but you know, it's sort of it's slightly urban living, right? As you mm-hmm. take the you take yeah. the environmental noise where you where you have to. Right. And then what, was it the um, when you decided to to open the restaurant? Did you find this space and then decide, or was it that you wanted to open up a restaurant and then you started looking for a, for a space? Um. I have to give my business partner uh, credit for finding the building. He is a Santa Rosa native. His name's Eric Anderson, and he grew up here. And um, how did you know each other? We were actually were introduced by um, a, a mutual friend. Okay. Um, we didn't know each other before this project. Oh. And um, I, I know it was sort of kismet. It just like That's worked unreal. out. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And we, um, we, he. he has lived since college in New York City and but always traveled back here and spends a lot of time here has a lot of dear friends here 
and he had dabbled in the restaurant world in New York. And whenever he came back to Santa Rosa, he kind of bemoaned the, the lack of wonderful places to eat, that there just wasn't anything that quite like was what he was knew the potential was here for. And he also um, similarly felt like he knew all these pockets of really great people in Sonoma County and that there weren't enough places for them to cross paths. And as you can see, we have this enormous bar in the middle of the dining room, and that that's one of his real um, ambitions was to have this, rather than a bar where you sat and you looked at a wall or looked at a mirror, that you sat and you had a chance to really interact with the people dining with you and you could meet people and watch people across the room and just a place to bring all these you know, hopefully these interesting pockets of people together so they could cross paths and just continue to kind of build Sonoma County in an interesting way. And it's worked over the years. I can't even tell you like how many people we've seen like romance bud. We've seen, you know, so many people meet from out of towners and locals and you know, the beauty of dining at a bar, it's always like, it's where I love to eat when I go Mm -hmm. out to eat. Um, And so this is just like an amplified version of that. And so what is he basically just an investor or is he doing he's um he is more than an investor certainly um and he is a lot of the i'd say the visionary of the greater hope for this neighborhood mm-hmm. um so we in 2012 um well 2011 we took over a dilapidated motel down the road um and right. it's called the astro right yeah and this was a lot of eric's um, vision is that we felt like there were a lot of different there are a lot of different versions of hospitality and how can we mm-hmm. um, you know continue to like expand what we do and how we welcome people um, and this hotel had motel had existed for I mean it, it was built in the 60s and it but it was pretty notorious in Santa Rosa in the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s as this sort of low rent by the hour, um, right. you know, kind of place. It, the Astro has a, a notorious reputation. And it um, it kind of... In a bad... In oh, yeah. Before. Yeah. It was called the Astro before. Yeah, that's it's been its was name. Was it a no-tell always. motel? Yeah, definitely. That's what my grandfather definitely. had. <laughs> <laughs> he did in, Pla- in Plainfield, New Jersey. All right. In a no-tell yeah. motel. The room turned mm-hmm. over yep. a couple times a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did they yeah. think yeah. I'm not yeah. having a door times up? Yeah, he had a good exactly. linen business mm-hmm. from that, oh, though. God. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we um, it, we had the opportunity to buy it. It had, been, um, it had fallen into hard times and was available for sale. And so it was kind of his foresight to say like you know this could be another opportunity to push this neighborhood along in a great way and bring back to life something that already exists just like we did here in this building um and renovate it in a way that is unique and fun and um you know kind of speaks to santa rosa um and not isn't it it stands out from sort of the greater sonoma county tourism hospitality versions of hotels and that it's intended to be very sort of urban and about the neighborhood that we're in and the history of the building itself so it's been a fun project there's not many of of those i mean there's yeah. one in petaluma yeah. what is that called that is the 
Uh, do you know what I'm talking no. about? There's one in Calistoga too, the in Calistoga Calist- Motor Lodge. I think the it Motor is. Lodge, you say yeah. I've renovated that one. Right. Um, yeah, but there definitely yeah, isn't. And they're really special. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, it, you know, when it was built in the 60s, it was the height of the Travel Lodge kind of glory days. And we kept almost all of the original. Um, infrastructure of it the one big thing we changed was in a classic motor lodge you drive up to your hotel room and you park right in front and you go inside and it's just big concrete square in the middle so we actually ripped out all the concrete um, intentionally because we wanted to create more of an urban oasis and move away from the necessity of a car have people at least walk a little bit through their space Mm -hmm. and filled it with landscaping and this amazing enormous redwood stump that was pulled out of the Russian river and, um, you know, just kind of created this landscaped little escape for people, even though it's right there on Northern Santa Rosa Avenue. Um, so, and then we did a lot of renovating of every room and we, we went to auction and, and got Uh period pieces. So almost everything is mid century from the fifties through the I think late 60s, early 70s is the oldest, newest stuff uh-huh. we have. Um, of so all they're the, all, all the accent pieces, yeah. And then we had also local craftsmen do things like all the headboards and the um, and uh, some of the built-in furniture is done by by local people. So, yeah, it was a neat, really neat project and uh, required a lot of you know a lot of vision. Yeah. 37 rooms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's that's a lot to manage. It is, Wait, certainly. So, <clears throat> so, so you get a partner, you decide to open up a restaurant, which is in your wheelhouse. Yes. And then he's like, hey, we should, we should renovate this hotel, hotel yeah, down which the street. Is crazy. Yes. And you're like, cool. Cool. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> is what I say, but... You know, it's it was one of those like the opportunity was really exciting. Hospitality is hospitality, and yeah. you know, and we've had some other people come onto the team who have some hotel experience, thankfully. Um, and our general manager is a dream, and she brings oh. the like backbone of what um, you know of the business knowledge of how to place yourself in the market and yeah, because what sell is your demographic for that place? Uh, you know, one of the other things we with that is we focused on um, the athletic tourist, which has become a big market in Santa Rosa, uh. because we have um, we have now Ironman twice a year. We have the marathon. We have all these bike, r- bike events races, that happen yeah. here. Um, and very we, smart. Yeah, we have a lot of cyclists who are friends of um, the community here. Eric grew actually grew up in um, the professional cycling. W- uh, scene a bit um, so yeah we market to that kind of group in mm. addition to you know the weekenders who are here for weddings and um, tourism they're not you know we're not the obvious choice for like the, the classic wine tourist who wants to be in a vineyard and go tasting and you know be in that kind of scene it's more people are here for, for other experiences Right. and you know we're happy with a motel they don't need the concierge and the the built-in, you know, amenities that some of the higher-end places may have. 
Yeah, what are the what are the uh, nightly rates for the hotel? Um, it's usually an average of sort of in the one hundred and sixty range, okay. low end to high end. It you know can swing, but um, it's on the you know mid to lower end of what Santa Rosa and what Sonoma County is these days. Right. Um, you know, it's it's rare to find a room under two hundred in Sonoma County. So oh, yeah. Um, you know, and some people come for you know two weeks, and some people are just pull off the highway and just like, a, you know, a classic motel, stop for the night and off they go. Well, it's I know. so awesome. I know. And it's nice. It's been great for the restaurant um, to kind of fill Cross in the, yeah. the, the business. And you got some menus in those rooms? Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> that cross so. marketing. And, you know, it's um, we don't do room service. That's right. the one thing. I drew the line there. I was like, they, have uh-huh. to, they can get to go. They can come pick it up. But right. I'm not rolling a cart down all the way down the street. Um, but it's, yeah, it's been great to, um, you know, to build on that tourist market which wasn't naturally part of Sonoma County or Santa Rosa's kind of dining scene so mm-hmm. it's been good yeah it's weird now that you know I'm, I'm working in a tasting house during the day and I w- I'll ask people oh where are you staying you know they're from out of town and it used to be people would say oh I'm at the Fairmont or I'm at MacArthur Place nine out of ten times now yeah. it's we're VRBO or Airbnb, yeah, Airbnb. Yeah, Airbnb is a real to me how real different thing. Much it has taken over. Oh yes, the industry. Yeah, and we we feel it. You know, even just filling, trying to fill thirty seven rooms, there's yeah. a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it it definitely can be challenging, um, to compete against all of those. And there are very few restrictions, which is surprising, honestly. Oh, um, it's Sonoma has changed yeah. that. And I think it's going to change in Sonoma County. Yes. And Susan Gorin is um, supervisor in mm-hmm. art for really for Sonoma. Yes. And the Valley. Um, and But I know they're talking about it. Yes. And they really realize it's hurting people. Mm-hmm. And the neighbors complain. They don't. So Sonoma actually hired a company that would get paid by the people that they outed mm. and got them Narks. to pay yeah. Yeah, yeah got them to pay the um old taxes right or the, the dot and, and all that yeah. stuff yeah and it's then also taking yeah. from the revenue of the city and really went de- and cracked down yeah. and th- i don't think they're allowing very many new mm. airbnbs yeah healdsburg has been similar yeah. in that mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah. yeah, it's it's you know these are interesting times for mm-hmm. lodging and and then you know other hotels have gone the direction of now they advertise all their rooms also on Airbnb. Right. You well, know, that's what B&Bs I was wondering if you guys did that because you have sort of a unique experience sure. hotel that I I would think would sort of hit that demographic of mm-hmm. people that are looking at Airbnb yeah. and VRBO as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely something we've pondered because we we don't want to lose out to that market. Right. Um, and we do have a couple suites and things that, you know, like our king suites have a kitchenette and everything in it. So it would qualify as an Airbnb space. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely. That's so a, cool. you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a different, different beast, you know, mm-hmm. now with Absolutely. things like hotel tonight mm-hmm. and booking.com yes. and how you deal with the inventory of rooms mm-hmm. and oh yeah that's you know, how much Lisa, your our general manager she's got all, oh, you know and she's God. constantly monitoring prices and where everyone else is in the market and you know just kind of like yes all of the rhythms of it mm-hmm. it's, it's it takes a certain you know mentality yeah. to really yeah. be able to feel that 
I mean, obsessively, I'm going to Mexico City in a few weeks, mm -hmm. and I just haven't been there in over 40 years, but I just like, where do I want to be? Do I yeah. want to be in an Airbnb? Do I want to be in a hotel? Do I want to be in something really old? Um, you know, or do I want to be able to get a massage? And I, obsessively, I was looking at places, articles, booking.com, mm -hmm. yep. Airbnb. And right now I have two reservations mm -hmm. for the same dates because I'm not really sure, sure. but yeah. I was given advice to drop one that I shouldn't stay there, which was good to know. But it's fascinating yeah. to see how booking.com so and I got extra discounts because I use that more. Mm. And it's, it's a whole yeah. industry yes definitely. but i think it's i think it's fabulous i think there is so much opportunity to cross market mm -hmm. and yes uh and to employ people and mm -hmm. to have you know how does your husband feel about how much you work <laughs> how do my kids feel i have how three kids, kids have three now. kids yeah. what are the age range um i have an eight-year-old son and then i have twins who <gasps> are turning five in a few weeks so twin twin identical girls oh my yep. goodness and they're definitely mixed about how much mom works um but you know i think it's i'm my mom worked my whole life and i i think it's important as a as a mom to you know show your kids that you can have a you can have a, a, a wide life yeah. you know and that they um and they can learn some flexibility <laughs> that mom doesn't have to do everything for them it's a challenge at times and my husband he was very lucky in that he works with his family when the girls were born i did take a little time off but um, he was able to scale back um, at his job and be the primary parent at nice. home for a good while. And he just returned to full-time work when they turned, I think, four. So um, That's nice. Yeah, and I have a huge village in his <laughs> family that help us out so much. So that makes it all possible, too, yeah. because my kids love their grandmother and their auntie and everyone as much mm. as they do me and my husband. Mm -hmm. So we're really lucky. And we live on a property with Joe's father and, and so he, um, where he grew up. And so he's able to help us out and yeah we're, oh, we're, great. we're lucky yeah um because it, it's you know it's not easy my um you know the other women i talk to in this industry you know who do a job like this and also have kids and are going through the you know the motherhood thing it's it's really challenging oh, i don't get it uh, honestly yeah. i don't i have so much respect for restaurant women chefs that also want to have kids mm -hmm. and a husband and a family I, yeah. I just I don't know how you do it yeah. I mean I could not my dogs get a good <laughs> amount of attention but that's where I draw the line right yeah you know I can't imagine being yeah. responsible for humans mm -hmm. <laughs> well yeah and I say everyone's like well you have three kids at home that's crazy I'm like yeah and I have 30 kids here yes <laughs> because you don't leave momming at home when you come to work you're right. still responsible for mentoring and mothering and taking care of all your employees um so it's just a different form of that so mm -hmm. there are definitely moments when I need to like 
go into a quiet space and close all the doors and just, <laughs> you know, meditate to let go of it all for a little while. Uh-huh. Did you grow up working in restaurants? I did not. Um, I, I got into restaurants in college. I, um, had a job as a server and all my friends we had worked at different restaurants and we'd all you know come home from work and sit around and drink wine and smoke cigarettes and talk about our customers and you know just like right. absorb that restaurant culture that everyone I mean it's so addictive and it's what we all love about it and um and then I actually so after I graduated college I had this lovely degree and but I had fallen in love with what restaurants. was the degree in I got a degree in history Okay. But, um, you know, what to do with that. And I'd fallen in love with food and just was really discovering food. I grew up, you know, eating a simple New England diet. I didn't, I wasn't, didn't know ethnic food that much. I, did, I, I, I didn't, I had very little exposure. You were white bread. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And, um, and I got a job right out of college um, working for Gourmet Magazine. And it was like amazing. So I with Ruth, Ruth was the editor there at the time. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Unbelievable. Yeah, I interviewed her at the Raven when oh, she yeah, was yeah. here. Yep, on stage. Oh, I she know. blew my She's mind. She's amazing. Yeah, she. How lucky for yeah. you. Oh yeah, it was really great. And I, I worked in the food department. I was the editorial assistant, so I just kind of did whatever they asked of me. And this woman, Zan Early Stewart, was the head food editor there. She was there for a you know, over 20 years, I want to say. And so she would have me researching for her and all the cooks who, the editors who were developing recipes for all the different issues. And so they would be, you know, we're going to do Scandinavian Christmas this year. Can you pull as many books that, you know, I worked, I sat in the library, which was so cool. (laughs) Um, And any cookbook addict would just be over the moon in this space and uh so i did things like that i did research um and i was the one who got to do you know those letters letter you know i love this dish at this restaurant can you find me the recipe oh, i was so the one who cool. had to call the restaurant and try and track down the sous chef and try uh-huh. and get the recipe which is so impossible <laughs> we all know chefs never return your phone calls um yeah so i did i and i only did it for about a year um a little over a year i because I was sitting in a cubicle on 42nd Street with no windows, mm-hmm. you know, working crazy hours and talking about food and chefs. And it was it was uh, 99, 2000. It was just like an exciting, vibrant time in in restaurants in New York City. And I realized, like, I don't want to just sit here and talk about these people all day. Like, I want to be one of these people. <laughs> so I also had lived on the East Coast my whole life and was like, California. I could go to California and do this. So I decided to go to culinary school and went to the CCA in, um, in San Francisco. And that was sort of, you know, my just like excuse to move somewhere new. And I thought it would be you living with, because I mean, if you don't live here in in the Bay area, San Francisco is pricey and to not be working, but to actually be going to school. Right. Yeah. That was, that was challenging. Um, I actually roomed with four other people. Um, and yeah, of course, familiar. yeah, exactly. And it was, yeah. it was, it was after the dot com, the first dot com bust. Yeah. So prices were actually a little bit more um, possible. And yeah. it was after 9 11. I moved out. 9 11 was my second to last day at work in New York. So it was uh. that era. 
And so prices actually were a bit suppressed. Second to last day, yeah. Yeah. you left, and then two days I, later, I know it was a wild time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah, and I, it um, so it was possible then to live and go to school, and I had a part-time job, and um, um, I was just working at a little. Um, place in my neighborhood it was it wasn't even actually food related so okay. and I I um, had moved back in with my parents before I moved out to save up money and you know just kind of like went, and the CCA one of the reasons I chose it was um, was that it was only 18 month program it wasn't the right. CIA where you go for four years and it's a whole right. college experience this was like pretty associate's in and out degree, yeah right? associate's degree exactly yeah. and um yeah, and it, and I lived one of the women I lived with. We had actually gone to college together. We both fell into culinary school at the same time, which was so crazy. And she went on to be. She is an amazing chef in the Bay Area too. And we both are named Liza, which is <laughs> a little odd, um, but we love it. And um, yeah, so we sort of lived together and cooked together, and it was a, it was a great time. Um, and then you know, and then just got to work my way up the the line cook ladder for a little while yeah what tell us some of the restaurants that you were working at oh no i want to know did you get hit with the me too i actually worked for mostly women um okay i chose a path Sorry. that was pretty specific okay so you were working um, at jardinier well I, I never worked for tracy <laughs> okay. um uh although she's always been one of my heroes i did not work for her i worked at it i and i also chose I didn't want to go work at big, big places mm -hmm. because I didn't want to be doing the scut work for 10 years. I wanted to like yeah. get into it. Yeah. So my very first job was at this little, I did my externship from school there and then got a job, just got to stay. This tiny little place, it was called Woodward's Garden and it was in a small space under the highway on DeBose and 12th in the intermission, like very intermission. Mm. Um, it was run by this couple, this two women, Dana and Margie. Dana Tomasino is the chef. She was brilliant. She's lovely. They have a restaurant now called um, Gardenia's in the Fillmore area in the city. But it was this, it was a, I think there were like 12 or 15 tables in the whole restaurant. There were two people in the kitchen, didn't have a freezer. You know, it was so mm -hmm. like tight. And, but the food was like beautiful California cuisine. It was fresh and gorgeous and thoughtful and I got to go in and be on the grill station like you know a week into my <laughs> experience there and and got to really like get into it so I was there for a while and then I took on Bizu was my second job and I stayed there for a good amount of time and then was she a good mentor Loretta was Loretta, great was she? she was really great and she's just she's so intelligent and her you know she would really when she took the time to break down the whys of what she was doing. Um, you got so much knowledge and insight mm. out of that, which I've taken forward in when I'm working with cooks. It's not just do it this way. Do it this way because... That's so important. Yeah, you know, the, really the tradition of it, that this is part of the history of this dish, or this is, you know, what flavor it's going to bring out, the why, why, why. And you don't always get that no. from someone who's teaching you. It's just do it my way because. Yeah. yeah. Right. So um, she was really great about that. And, um, and then I took a small break because I was like, maybe the East Coast. Maybe I'm going to move back home. <laughs> and that was right when my husband and I kind of started dating. And 
I went back and forth and was like, no, California, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to stick with it. And then I got a job working for Craig Stoll at Delfina. And that was, that was my last San Francisco job. That was the most intense job of my life. Um, How come? You know, a restaurant that opens its door at 5 p.m. It is completely full at 530 every single seat you know you and then you do that three times you know that full turn how do you and do it goes it's into insane. you know last seating is ten forty-five on a tuesday 11 yeah. o'clock and you're cooking till one um you know and you're there at noon to make sure you have prepped and the menu changed every single day new oh my menu. god so it wasn't a huge menu but you know i worked at the pasta station and i came in and it was such an education. I'd never really cooked Italian food specifically. I had, um, I had specifically. Yeah, you know, like it, right. taking yeah, that deep it's like dive. One and his yeah. is two pasta his dishes, is a, but it's yeah, exactly. Pasta. Yeah, his is a California take on Italian somewhat, but um, the pasta station was pretty Italian, you know, like true to tradition. And so to learn, just you on pasta, just me. That's yeah. insane. Uh, yeah, and it would, you know, so you're doing 200 <laughs> pastas a night or something. Why, you know, it's just crazy. And so I made, I did, I agreed to a year and I did a year and then decided maybe I'd take a break from restaurants for a while. But it was, yeah, it was get a great, from the steam. great experience. Now, how did you get paid in that kind of position then? Because were you it was like salary? No, or? no. They were just, you know, it was one of those like we're gonna you pay you low hourly wage and you're gonna get some overtime so that'll make up for the fact that we're barely paying you. Okay. Um, you know, and that was just kind of you wanna work here. It was still the era right. of you really um, wanna work yeah. here, you yeah. take yeah. what we give you. Exactly. Um and every line cook who walked in the door got paid the yeah. same exact rate. There was no higher lower negotiating. Oh my it was goodness. just like everyone starts at this amount. And you're gonna, you know, 12 bucks an hour and you're just gonna work, you know, work your butt off oh, and wow. earn what you earn. And um, yeah, and, I know. Fa- and a family business. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's a, a little bit of a different. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. A, a different model. Yeah. I never worked for a larger corporate, I've never actually in my life, I yeah. think about it, worked for like a, a, corporate. a corporate entity. Um, and for better or for worse, I think as a boss, it would have been helpful to have that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, almost all my experiences were similar to what I have here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think when I think back, I was at TGI Fridays for mm. a while. <laughs> and it was very good for systems training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Systems. Yeah. Because that's know, something here we've learned slowly and fits and starts over seven mm-hmm. years. I feel like we're finally like adults about right. it. And it's taken a very long, t- you know, yeah, a lot longer than it may have if I had right. had that background a yeah. little more. I mean, I went in with a, pl- a manual, went in with, you know, like you think about those things, right. like how yeah. could I yeah. not? Of course. And while you're looking for the right spot, you don't really have anything to do except yes. write a million menus and yeah, a million exactly. training manuals yeah. Yeah. and like a half a million business plans. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, you're ready. But I think it's, I mean, your hit, your resume, I mean, it's pretty fantastic to get you to this place. Yeah, and it was, create, I, I, you know, yeah, I took some really, you know, I don't think all of them were intentional at the time, but looking mm-hmm. back, I'm, I think the choices that I made and where I was trying to, 
work and who I was trying to work under led me to places that where I didn't experience me too. I, I wasn't working in a, you know, a huge line with, I've, you know, I've never even worked in like a classic French kitchen and mm. had the sort of all those traditional roles. I've just somehow skirted my way through the mm-hmm. California version of all of that, a little more <laughs> relaxed. Awesome. Um, and, um, yeah. And, and managed to have a pretty positive experience throughout my career, which I hopefully am now able to continue to pass on to the people mm-hmm. who work here. Um, how much do you still work on the line? It goes in fits and spurts, mm. you know, like I, um, I expedited, a, you know, brunch service for a good part of this past summer. So that was Saturday and Sunday from mm-hmm. nine to four, but depending on, um, depending on the season and the staffing, it, it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, my goal is always, I realized somewhere along the way that Unfortunately, when you're so deep in the, the physical work, you can't work on the business because you just don't have the time, you don't have the energy to look at the greater picture. And so as much as I have these days where I'm like, oh, you know, I go to, a, I went to a, a wonderful dinner the other night and I was like, I just wish I could just spend all my days just thinking about the food <laughs> and just have, you know, making it all, everything perfect, every dish eat? perfect. Uh, I was, I went to State Bird Provisions and oh. they're always just like their mm-hmm. food's so lovely and I've you never know, eaten there. It I was need to it's do a, that. yeah it it's a great experience and just you know but you have to recognize that you only have so many hours in the day and your business needs you to be focused on the greater success of the business and that's a hard thing to do and I you know it's I realized recently I introduced myself more as owner than as chef. Hmm. Um, because I feel like I have I have sh- a chef who works in the kitchen and he is we've worked together forever and and he's running the day to day and you know turning out the food and making sure it's all there and I'm the one you know I'm in the window Friday night watching everything come out and looking at the dishes and criticizing here and there <laughs> but I'm not you know hands on every moment and right. that's just the evolution that needs to happen at right. a certain point. Um, and is there a GM or you kind of have that role? We, I kind of have that role with, I have some lead servers who take on administrative things mm-hmm. and I have one woman who is focused on her wine list and that's really her baby and she's mm-hmm. awesome. And then and other women who are focused on perhaps the training end or the, you know, helping me with the back of house end or, you know, the office mm-hmm. things. So we've kind of found a way around it. A traditional GM, it's you know, it's a role that asks so much of people, just oh, like yeah. chef, mm-hmm. and it's hard to, it's hard to find people who can, who, who are up to that can challenge. Now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you're not an owner, if you don't have to right. work that hard, <laughs> why is a question a lot of people ask. Mm-hmm. So, trying to find other ways to tackle that that mm-hmm. same role, um, yeah, which can be which can be challenging. Yeah, but you can get creative with it. Yes, so. definitely. Um, do, oh, that's right. I want to know where you like to go eat around here. Where do I like to go eat? Um, when I have a chance, I always try to get out. My whole family would go out to, um, the casino in Bodega to visit Mark Malicki. Oh God. His menu the other day looked so amazing. And I'm just like, wanted to drop everything to go eat. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's been and doing they, all this Polish food from his, his, his like heritage, and Polish it's like crazy. Oh, it's, it's so great. I haven't made it on. yet, but yeah. Oh it, my um, god. He what actually he catered have? my wedding. I was so lucky. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's, um, he is a dear friend of myself uh, and my husband's known him a good majority of his life. And um, yeah, so his food is wonderful. Mm. And I love to get out there when I can. And then um, all my old um, cohorts from Santi, you know, I love yeah, to go to their yeah. places up in Geyserville and Healdsburg. I live in Healdsburg, so that tends to be, um, you know, kind of where I don't make it down to Petaluma and Sonoma enough. And I mm-hmm. feel like there's a lot of things bubbling down there that mm-hmm. I have yet to experience. Um, and in Santa Rosa, um, you know, the, I, I try to go to the smaller places that people don't know about as much. And, you know, the little like ramen place in Montgomery village or the little, uh, just like places that, and, um, um, Zoftig, the people who used to have a yeah, the Matt, restaurant over in Calistoga. He used Calistoga to be chef and, for us for a year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and yeah, he's from and, Philly. And their place is great. Pharmacy, um, mm-hmm. I love to go there. Um, and they're just, they just do sandwiches and breakfast, but they bake everything in-house, and they do lovely pastries, and Kim, is the owner, is really lovely. Do you spell it like pharmacy yeah or is the pharma ph on? no the pharmacy okay. it's this cool building it's this whole medical center near memorial hospital and uh-huh. it used to be a pharmacy and they kept this it's this super funky shape and <laughs> but she's just got beautiful vision and lovely design in it and stuff it's really nice so mm-hmm. um yeah but i as you can imagine i don't eat yeah, out that often hang on i go i know i actually hang on which is a Chinese restaurant, oh. and they do dim sum here in Santa Rosa, and mm. they have they are awesome. They um it's they have what a hang a h a n g a h. So they they have the original ones in San Francisco, and they took over maybe close probably ten years ago now. Um, what was the A and W Drive-in off Steel Lane up here, uh-huh. and um, but they do the food is great. They do beautiful dim sum. They have lovely dumplings and. Uh, you know, steam buns and my, that's what my kids, they call it the wonton soup store. Uh, and that's like their request often is uh, to go there. And the owners are a lovely family. And oh, nice. yeah, we love to, that's, I'm that's my to like check that family go to. Yeah. 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 And, oh God, I have all these questions and then I keep forgetting. So do you feel like you're the way you manage and the way you train has changed dramatically over the years that you've owned the restaurant? Oh yeah, of course. And like how? Well, I think it's a reaction to a lot of what we're seeing in the labor scene that you have to tread lightly um, on, in, in good ways. It makes you, you know, you have to think about how you're working with people, how you're correcting people, how your, your expectation level um, and how you're phrasing your expectations. Basically, we're lowering all our, of our expectations. Standards. It sucks. I know. It's really hard. It's brutal. Yeah. I hate using that word, but I, I say that it a is. lot. It's brutal. It, and it, to not be like, why isn't this perfect every single day? Yeah. And say like, okay, that's pretty close. I'm going to yeah. let it go yeah. because I can't, I know. you know, I can't afford to lose you. And I, I know you're working up to, you know, whatever standard you've got. And yeah, it's you know, having come up in the era that I did where you were lucky to get that job and you right. were lucky to keep that job and there were eight right. other people who wanted that job. 
and so also East Coast, West Coast. Yes, that's true. East too. Coast mentality was just you know fast oh, yeah. and you know yeah. you did it and yeah, yeah. You ca- I came out here and I was like, okay, uh-huh. I'll get <laughs> that yeah. sugar from the back. <laughs> oh, you should go to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's yeah, so it's, it has. How it is labor it's, though right now? Are you? I feel like it's it's eased better. up a little bit from yeah. a, like a year, year and a half ago. Yeah. It was like really hard, and right after the fires, I think we lost people, and you know that definitely had an impact in Santa Rosa mm-hmm. specifically, losing all the housing and everything. Um, and I think people just like left, um, and. You know, and just finding Santa Rosa, I always felt like I had it easier than a lot of my colleagues who have restaurants in Healdsburg or Sonoma because it's less expensive to live in or Santa Rosa. So a lot of people would say, like, I don't want to drive to Healdsburg anymore because I live right. in Santa Rosa. Like, cool, I can get a job with you and still yeah. do a high level of food and right. but not have to commute and not have to drive all over the place. So we had that little, like, extra bonus, which was nice. Mm-hmm. But even that for a while even Santa Rosa, you know, was hard to find a place to live mm-hmm. and hard to afford and still is. Yeah. Um, and trying to, you know, yeah, wrap our brains around how we can, how we can help out. And Santa Rosa's, you know, it's an interesting town. We just, I don't know if you heard, but they just passed, um, a minimum wage increase in the city of Santa Rosa. Oh, yeah, I know all about it. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's our get, next don't challenge. Get me started, Refer but... to previous episode oh, 47, yeah. 48, 49, <laughs> 74, 22. But yeah. but you guys went to 15. 15. Yeah. Oh, those people are so wrong. I know. It's going to be I we're still kind of just circling and circling yeah. and circling of how how a small business like this can can sustain when it's not, you know, it's not the whole county doing it. It's not the whole state doing it. And no. to single out just this community, um, how are the consumers who are going to have to pay for it, right. how are they going to react to it when they could go to Healdsburg where they don't raise right. prices or I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Or they don't put the service charge on or they don't, you know. Do you know what you want to do yet? I'm, I'm still kind of contemplating different ideas and talking to you know other people in the industry and Mm -hmm. i feel like it has to be the whole community at once has to make this decision and has to like we have to do it all together well yeah because then you're all on an even playing field it's not but that won't happen happen. that's not going to happen there's going to be people that don't like to play in the sandbox yes and um, yeah, it's going to be gonna started be all of this (laughs) i mean who are these people that started this union people Mm -hmm. They were people who believe in the union yeah, and want to unionize people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I am fine with, I really am. I want people to earn enough money yes. to live. Of course. I want them to be able to take care of their family. Yes. I am happy to pay. Yes. The, the crime of it is the front of the house, back of the yes. house. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Nobody makes less than minimum wage in our restaurants, right. and it's because of the it's because of the tips. Yep. And even with that, is all the work that we put in mm-hmm. to give our staff an amazing place to work, to give them the ability to make tips, mm-hmm. to make it easy. You raise the prices, they get a bit, uh, they get a raise yep. automatically. Of course. 
you know? Yeah. And so not that, I think my biggest frustration of all of it was not being able to get the point through that not all restaurants are the same. Mm-hmm. We're not all Denny's. Yep. We're not all trying Corporate, to take advantage yep. of yeah. our, our employees. people. Yep. And um, love our immigrants. <laughs> yes. You know, and we treat them the same Absolutely. as as everybody else. Um, but it's doing a disservice because it doesn't. It didn't need to go this way mm-hmm. for certain yeah. re- for a lot of our style restaurants. Mm-hmm. So I think that's my my frustrating point. Sure. And we're we're probably we don't know where we need to. We have what a month and a half to figure it out. But to reallocate how the staff tips out, yep. raise you know raising prices. Mm-hmm. I'm not one to put a surcharge on mm-hmm. because sure. I'm like you know don't nickel and dime me. You want to charge me, charge me. But I don't I don't need to see everything. Mm-hmm. But I get I get why people mm-hmm. do it. Right. Um, and we can now tip the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, you have an open kitchen, mm-hmm. so you've probably been able to do yeah. that and all a pool along. House and, yeah. yeah. And oh, and you do a pool house. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's actually a little for every easier. shift for every mm-hmm. meal service. Yeah, yes. that's actually a little bit easier, I think. Yeah, we try to we feel like it, the team effort required to run this open, you know, small and open space where there mm-hmm. aren't really like sections and it's, you know, sort of everyone all hands on deck at all the time. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, we, and then we've do the just veterans sort of way. weed out the new people that can't quite cut it. No, I mean, yes, they, they expect a lot from them and they, they definitely have, um, don't have a lot of qualms with, you know, like, making their expectations known um but i mean your my money is your money yeah your job is is my job yeah yeah your performance is my performance Mm -hmm. right i i work in a pooled Mm -hmm. environment well i'm not currently in the in the pool um because i took a a different position but sure it was it it, was a pool too oh yeah 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 it still is i mean for the service but it's hard when you're when you think oh well i'm selling more i'm getting bigger tips i'm like what is yeah. Why am I and sharing with these? You people? know, for us, because again, it's a small space and it's like, you know, the bar at brunch will always sell more, but we rotate who works the bar on different weekends. So right. it's not like that one person in that one spot all the time and they're getting the sales. So we try to keep it equi- equitable in that way. Um, and, you know, some people will decide not to work here because of it. Occasionally they mm. just are like, that's mm. not for me. But for the most part, I fe- we've found that the servers who, once they get into it, realize like that actually really works well um, as oh, for our I team. Can, I can think of like five people who would walk tomorrow if mm-hmm. I were to change it. I yeah. know. Well, servers are number one; they're prima donnas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Number two, they're hired guns. They there's a reason you're a server is because you want to go in, do your job, and then mm-hmm. go have fun or do whatever else. Um, otherwise, you'd own the restaurant. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got a lot of other potential things that are coming up the line for this. Oh, you want to get her really upset? Here, uh, has DoorDash reached out to Uh, you? No, no. No, they just start showing up to pick up orders. (laughs) Oh, I had a total tweet thing. Did you see my latest Twitter? What have you done now? Did you you say anything to them? Just once, no, we had to... 
well, we had to turn the people away who were there to pick up the orders because right. they were ordering things that, like, they had old menus. And, right. I mean, it was just crazy. They were like, we don't even have that stuff. And, uh, and yeah, and then you have to call, you know, some poor and guy. Fill out a form. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, the whole thing Why is crazy. Why are you so mean to me throwing I this out? Because you love I when I get all riled up. up. Push her buttons, yeah. <laughs> Well, she's, in a, thing, she's in a Twitter war with I was. Oh, oh wow. I did, and I got it down in a day. Twitter, Twitter's amazing sometimes. Yes, yes But I don't definitely. like getting publicly mad. I can, sure. Uh, not uh, on the podcast, I don't mind. Yeah. But not like yeah, in the real of world. Course. Sure. Yeah. 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 But um, what's coming, which is, is making me insane, is they want to do the scheduling thing where you have to commit to a schedule two weeks in advance. So to all basic your employees. to all your employees, and you can't make adjustments, and you can't make adjustments, and it's like seriously, people, what happens when it rains and I don't need the patio? Right, and I didn't and know, you cut, right? But you then you can't. You have, to pay them you have to pay for two hours. You, you no, you have to pay for if you the schedule the amount of hours they you, were scheduled it's for. It's like yeah, they're looking That's to do this. Really crazy. It's wow. insanity. Wait, who and who is? Who's they? Who this is they the people? state? This or is, is this county I, or is this it's, I think this is, well, this is county. Mm-hmm. This is California because California, it's CRA yeah. working against it. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing. Mm-hmm. The thing with the, um, with the gig, oh, you know? Yeah. So we're trying to figure out, you know, in our catering company, because they want... So it started with like the Uber and the Lyft drivers right. going, you're yes. not an employee, so you're not getting, you know, workers comp Benefit, or you're this yeah, or benefits, yeah. whatever. And you have on-call staff, yeah, for your catering yeah, company. on-call staff. So because of the labor, we actually use more um, staffing services mm-hmm. than we actually have employees now, which is crazy. So I'm hoping that they're going to, they have to treat those people as employees that we don't have to start treating them as employees. Like someone is somebody we didn't hire, but we are contracting for the day, mm-hmm. you know, but it's so nebulous and people aren't looking at all the ink- in- intricacies of all these things. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then They're the just legislating without yeah. contemplating all the different yeah. ramifications of it. Exactly. Mm. I was researching cocktail pricing um, online mm-hmm. and things that were coming up were not pricing, but calorie counts. Oh, that you have to start displaying your calorie. We may count. have to start doing calorie. I don't know if it'll be for, for menus. every food item. I don't know. Cause I think, cause and they legislated it for like chains, larger businesses, right? Exactly. But, but eventually it could what's trickle a down. Lar- yeah. yeah. I mean like our minimum wage, I don't know if they did it in Santa Rosa, we're considered a large business, so Over we're going to go right, to sure. 1350 January, but the small restaurants are staying at 1250 Yes. Well, they did the same thing. So we're going to $15 an hour in July. As a large business? As Yeah. We have over 20 25 empl- yeah. yeah. Employees. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then yeah. I think it's 14 for under. And do you see the logic of what is the difference between in, in a those small 10 employees. and yeah, a large? Exactly. And because we're still a small business. I you mean, there are companies exactly. that have 2,000 employees. Exactly. 30 to 2,000. That's a huge it's, difference. It's a, it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think they take that a little bit from the, you know, the healthcare legislation yes. and everything and just use those similar parameters. But uh, it, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. 
and you know what's part time and they don't even have the part time full time no difference it's just straight up it yeah. doesn't matter if they work 10 right. hours a week they count right I know it's so frustrating. Uh, you do have to laugh. You know, I mean, it's, it's this conversation about like where is this business headed as a whole? Can restaurants as we like <laughs> can we sustain? Have, can we sustain? You know, is it Automation all going to be? Is, is it all going to be counter service with <laughs> yeah. a screen that you order yeah. from? Right. And you know, one guy who drops things in a fryer mm. and puts things in a box. And have you been to that place in San Francisco? I saw it on Check Please Bay Area, where you go and. It's all the little, boxes. The little vending machines, and you, yeah. Yeah, and you I had order a, what you want. You can customize There's one here. Um, Isn't it in the ferry building? Yang Sing. There's one oh, right really? near there. Yeah. And I did oh. have um, a very delicious cappuccino made by a robot that's Ooh. like this Japanese company in the, um, oh, what's that place downtown? The Metreon. Oh. Uh-huh. And there's this like, you know, vending machine. You just, just say what drink you want, and, you know, it's this like robotic arm that operates the espresso machine and foams whatever and you get this you know was it less expensive no i'd say it was probably more (laughs) and you know i'm like i'm gonna try this because i want to be a robot can make a good cappuccino but and they it could but um yeah it was an interesting off the robot yeah whatever it costs to make it and then then it'll get cheaper yeah (laughs) i had this really great opportunity two years ago to um to participate in this new program that the James Beard Foundation just started, um, the Women's Entrepreneurial Leadership Program. Oh, nice. And um, I was in the inaugural class, and we went to um, Babson University, which is um, on the East Coast, but we got to do this sort of, they converted this executive entrepreneurial program to specifically chefs and specifically women in partnership with James Beard. And they brought in professors who specialize in all sorts of different areas. And one of the guys brought in was brought in to give us a talk about technology in restaurants. And I will say that was one of the most uproarious half an hour or, you know, three wow. hour pieces of the whole time because he started talking about, you know, how technology and how these all these things are going to replace all these people. And we're all chefs who create with our hands and our eyes and our hearts. And how can you tell us that this is better for us and will, you know, take the take, you know, take the business into a greater place? It's just like it was a really um, emotional conversation for all these women. Um, And I think women in general tend to be pretty emotional cooks, Mm -hmm. you know, so it, it just connected to a lot of those things of how can you take the emotion out of this field? Um, But when you start being faced with these different challenges, it starts looking a little more, you know, yeah. like the one thing I was like, they were talking about the robotic dishwasher. And oh, I was like, please, please, please tomorrow. <laughs> but how, know, how is I that going to work? How I do know. they put the dishes it's away? Like, exactly. Exactly. I don't I know. I mean, I would just, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've washed more dishes in the past two years than I have in, oh, you know, yeah. my entire career. Yeah. <laughs> so it really is like the hardest position right now oh it's so hard yeah, yeah and i don't absolutely. i get it it's yeah. crap it's yeah it's a, a it's job. a hard challenging hard job. job and but it's the heart yeah. of the, the operation yeah. you have to have it can't go to um recyclable paper plates everywhere no yeah exactly yeah no. well and i don't know if you guys are in the same boat i you know the girl in the fig is in a position where on busy days if the dishwasher goes down an hour into service 
you don't have anything to continue to do service. I mean, they don't right. have enough. You don't have enough stuff. You're constantly sure. recycling. Yeah. I mean, four or five times, six times throughout the yeah. day, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, no, and that's me at brunch, like yeah. running back to the dishwasher. Any clean plates yet? You know, when the whole dining yeah. room sits and every single mm-hmm. plate goes out and we've broken, you know, 10 plates yeah. the week before, yeah. there's not enough plates. And then yeah. you're like, well, just that can go in a bowl. That's fine. <laughs> right. it's, it'll be fine. A, right. a scrambled eggs Again. in a bowl. Oh, Again, well. you would never let that happen <laughs> oh, in no. the beginning, but now, no. oh, mix yes. and match. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Just try oh, yeah. Just dragging this one tables. dish. I know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. hard. And, and, you know, it's, yeah, it's such a different business. And I feel like I haven't been, I mean, I, when I think about it, I actually have been in the business a decent amount of time, but how much it has changed even in the seven years that we've been open here. And we look at, you know, we keep having these conversations about future businesses and could we do more? And we, you know, this right. neighborhood would be fun to do more. And what could that be? And it's whatever it is, it's gotta be casual and it's gotta be, you know, as yeah, exactly. As few employees as Low possible. Overhead. And yeah. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's shutting it's, us yeah. down as well, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not as anxious to jump into something. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Wasn't well, it weird it's that the most successful, basically, business person in the world right now is someone who figured out how to comp- almost completely automate business? I mean, Jeff Bezos, right? With how sure. they ship stuff is mm-hmm. you've basically learned how to cut humans out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how you become a billionaire. Right. But how far does that go? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, how far in this industry, especially, <clears throat> can yeah. you take that? I mean, I think it yeah. starts with, you know, getting the vacuum sealed bags delivered of pre-sliced onions instead of cutting the onions yourself, right? Mm-hmm. It's like little sure. baby steps that yeah. take you in that direction. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Well, an iPad, and you've had this conversation, I think. I do, you've I, been at places where they have an iPad and you order through the iPad. We, have, we do that now on the patio. There you we go. We did. Mm-hmm. We, we ha- so with dun, the whole minimum dun, wage. Dun, 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 okay. Dun, I'll tell dun, you why. With the whole <clears throat> minimum wage, my thought is how I, I may have to just reduce it by one person. And so how do I do that with the same amount of seats and tables and whatever? Well, if I gave everybody on the patio, instead of five stations goes to four or four goes to three, I don't know how many out there, four or five, that, and they don't run food and they just stay on the patio and work their stations and help do whatever, maybe I could shrink the staff by one. I don't know how else. I'm not going right. to go to casual service. I mean, we there's nowhere to do that there. Yeah. Oh, like um, ordering at the counter yeah, like and taking a number. Or, right. You yeah. know, right. there you can't really do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how can you stop and midstream and not alienate all your customers? Right. Who expect that experience right. that they've ex- had for so long? Yeah. Um, you know, and just they don't understand. They don't understand nor particularly care yeah, about all the it. reasons behind money. it. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I, I think about how we, I wish the public would be more educated. Like the thing that's so hard when I read, food was great, service not so great. Food was great, service not so great. I wish you knew how hard it was mm-hmm. 
to deal with service right now yeah. with how many people you have to train or mm-hmm. how short you may be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we just keep pulling tables out? Mm-hmm. My rent isn't going to go less. Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah, food the costs overhead. aren't going to be discounted. Yeah. They're just it's going just, up and up. Yeah. You know, and y- there's a balance on keeping the business going. So I, yeah, mm-hmm. it, 22 years, this will be, we're going into our 23rd year. And if we were starting out, there's no way. Yeah. There is no way. It was 15 years ago that we we were, I mean, talk about the manuals and having things like a certain way, you know, our write-ups and our verbals mm-hmm. and our writtens and if you're oh, yeah. late. And we have, we've been doing all of that. Mm-hmm. People would file for unemployment. We would appeal it we'd get called in the judge would tell us why are you here we're gonna go with the employee this is an employee pro state why are you wasting your time well why do we have rules right Right. why is it okay that the staff's person's gonna be late three times four times five times why is that okay why is that our problem Mm -hmm. and that's 10 15 years ago yeah yeah, I mean, you can have a pity party for restaurant owners. You, you I know. I think we should. Well, because <laughs> but, it'd be a lot of martinis. If you yeah, run a successful restaurant, one. you're either very yeah. smart, very creative, or very lucky, or maybe a combination uh, yeah, of I all of those all things. Yeah, I think all of the above. Because yeah, not, it's not easy. No, not. it's no. not. And you know, people think restaurant owners are super wealthy. Oh yeah, and they, I yeah. know. I love that. <laughs> And, you know, there's, I don't want to be shamed for driving a nice car. I don't want to be, you know, yes. shamed for having worked 100-hour weeks and, you know, put in my dues and still pay my dues. But, you know. Or p- for be- for putting yourself out there. That's part yeah, of why yeah, you get paid, Yeah, for taking a risk. You're, and you're, yeah. a risk. Yeah. you're walking a tightrope. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, when's the party? When is the party? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not one for su- pity parties. The support group. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Therapy. Yeah. But um, but, regardless, at the end of the day, we are lucky to cook and oh, yeah. serve guests and show off Sonoma mm-hmm. County and all the goodness that we have. Yeah. And and it's still the yeah. restaurant culture. You know, the thing I fell in love with so long ago right. still exists and I still enjoy you know especially now when I do get the chance to have eager young people or really you know those occasional ones who come in and are still right. so excited <laughs> right. about what they're doing and what they're learning and you're like oh yeah this is really fun this can be great or that great dinner service you know that you get to be a part of and yeah Everything those moments are still there yeah. yeah and when you realize the people you can still be kind of cheeky with like getting yeah. you know sexual harassment mm-hmm. i mean i can't even tell any of my any of my things inappropriate anymore. Jokes. and i yeah, had a lot of inappropriate yeah. things i like to say mm-hmm. just for fun just for shock value for you. i have a on good the, joke. really right now yeah okay how do you get a bear out of his cave what oh i'm sorry oh I totally my god are you up. gonna no 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 <gasps> what what kind of cheese do you use to get the bear to come out of his cave? Cave something. Come on, bear. 
Come on, bear. Come on, bear. Come on, bear. Come on, bear. <laughs> That's not even a sexual harassment joke. I didn't say it was. It just reminded <laughs> me of a stupid joke. Come on, bear. Come, Come on, bear. bear. Come, Come on, bear. bear. You can tell that at the next pre-shift meeting. I'm, I'm going to try and remember it. I'll probably <laughs> yeah. mess it up. I'll be like, why does the bear like, Come on, bear. <laughs> just to get out of the cave. <laughs> oh, Lord. But so fun. So yeah. happy for you and and your success. I mean, thank it's you. really. No, I can't wait to come I back. I know how eat. much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we have a lot of places to come back to to mm-hmm. eat. I know. Sometimes it's, it's just ripping yeah. my daughter. I have an 11 year old and she's on the swim team, so it's five nights a week she's swimming. Right. She's going yep. to school. She like is in four age. You have five she, jobs. Yeah. I know, and so just we don't want to leave. Sometimes we just of don't want to leave. But when you find some place like this, like I am very yeah, comfortable you would love in this, this spot. Yeah. 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 This looks like a place we could just come after swim and be warm and get some good food. And yeah. I imagine mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff she would like to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I love the art on the walls right now. Oh, thank you. How, um, yeah. Do you change it? We do. do arches. We, um, yeah, we change it every two months. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be sad when this particular show goes away because yeah. I really like it. Um, but these walls, it's amazing. You know, it changes the space oh, so much totally. every time it rotates yeah. and brings a new atmosphere. Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah. Um, how, I don't, I, I didn't look at your menu today, but vegan, where are you going with the well, vegan world? Um, with the vegan, the gluten-free, the everything. We do, um, we um, are very aware of the world mm-hmm. and we always have a vegan dish on the menu um both during the day we have a macrobowl kind of a oh, thing yeah. and mm-hmm. then at night right now it's a winter squash um the have you experienced the coconut squash it's one of dan barber's seed company it's the coconut Right. It's, um, is it? It's like a cross between a butternut and uh, I, um, dark, darkish red. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love yeah. that squash. Yeah, I know that this. Um, I think it's yeah. It's it's a great squash. We're roasting it. Oh. We're doing it with mole and um, oh. and like Oaxacan style pickled onions. And, oh yeah. Yeah, it's good. Mm. Um, and yeah, we you know and then. Our servers are very well versed in everything you can possibly <laughs> modify to make it, you know, fit within your right. um, dietary, dietary needs. And gluten is something too. You know, we I either wholly embrace the gluten in the dish or it doesn't exist. You know, it's kind of. Right. Um, but I'm a big fan of other grains and you know mm-hmm. lentils and mm-hmm. um, quinoa and other and other things, yeah. so I can find alternatives right um pretty easily and it doesn't have to be too much of a struggle but yeah it's um it's a huge awareness thing yeah you know you just yeah but as i said earlier like vegetables are kind of my language and Mm -hmm. the the meat kind of accents it so that makes it a little easier Mm -hmm. we're so lucky i mean i work with so many great small farmers you know and and we get access to so much beautiful produce and that it, it makes it fun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. True. I can see that being your next place, a plant-based mm-hmm. grab-and-go mm-hmm. neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. Joint. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we, yeah. yeah, we're working on, we have, we have a next space, but it's, um, ah, you know, the food concept of it is a little bit like, it's a little bit, well, we, we bought this lot down here that is an old um, auto body shop 
mm-hmm. and Greyhound bus station. Oh, wonderful. Um, Funky. And yeah, exactly. And turning it into similar to the Astro, removing a lot of the concrete and making a kind of a beer garden nice. outdoor food space. And then the kitchen, which is going to be in the old auto body shop, a commissary, commissary space to do. We do some catering all that you're making me nervous about expanding anymore it's like oh <laughs> and uh you know yeah. catering and more production for here and we can do our pastries for the astro and here mm-hmm. and other things like that just we have this tiny little space here and it's you can only yeah, do so much it helps and then and then be able to do special events on that property and you know larger parties we can't do that here really right. so very um, cool. that's yeah. awesome and then a, a little coffee shop is going to go on the space um oh, the fine. name is still being debated wait what's Where? your pick what's your pick well i think i'm um, just calling it the service station but um yeah it's it's does it need a neighborhood reference does it need a historical aspect does it need you know it's like mm-hmm. we circle around um but it will have a name by the time it opens <laughs> it will also but the it's, it's it interesting because the well, it depends on the permits. Right. We're in that. We're still in that okay. phase. Permits and construction. So oh. I would say in this year, in this year, oh. this coming year. Okay. I don't, it's cool. not a huge project, actually. Um, but it sounds um, huge. Yeah, it sounds huge. But it's. I think. Um, but yeah, I we we that's our goal. Um, you smell mustard. I smell mustard. I smell rosemary. Mm-hmm. I smell rosemary. Mustard. <laughs> I smell. There's got to be potatoes involved mm-hmm. somehow. Somehow, <laughs> good chance. Good chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy. Um, so I was listening to NPR does the Moth uh, mm-hmm. Radio Hour. I don't yeah. know if you've ever heard of that. And one of my uh, a woman was doing it, um, doing a um, talk on Moth and talking about when she was a kid and how her dad used to go to these bars and the different names for the bars and she, one of them was called The Office and it really intrigued her because she said my it was as a kid it was a way that I realized my dad could lie but also be telling the truth oh, at the same time awesome. so my wife would call and be like where are you I'm at The Office mm-hmm. <laughs> where are you so I'm at th- the I service thought station that would be a cool yeah. name yeah. for the uh-huh. yeah for a restaurant The uh-huh. Office I'm at The yeah. Office uh-huh. having a couple martinis well there's yeah. um, my father's office in yes, Santa Monica yeah. which oh. happens to be quite delicious good yeah. burger yeah yeah um, yeah I know the names are always you know, you got to find that right one. Yeah, for yep. sure. No, you picked a good one. Yeah, good one for here. <laughs> I mean, it makes you think. If it makes yes. you think and try yeah. and, like, create your own story for something, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's halfway there. It definitely, we finally wised up about five years in and printed the story on the back of the menu because I realized how much time my <laughs> <Yeah>. servers were <laughs> spending telling the uh-huh. story and that each of them had their slightly own version of uh-huh. the story. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm like, okay, we got to maybe just, like, get the sa- get on the same page here, uh-huh. people. That's but funny. I don't remember good. reading that. But if I read it, I didn't yeah. remember. Yeah. 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 I think there's several different stories about how the girl in the fig got its yeah. name. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 It's the lore. It's, yeah, you know, it's the it's lore. Right. You're right. The lore. <laughs> yeah. I have to write that in big letters. Mm-hmm. The lore. <laughs> well, anyway, um, spinstersisters.com or yep, the, the, the spinstersisters.com. The spinstersisters.com. Yes, and, and the astro.com. The astro.com. Oh, yeah. cool. And open table or? Uh, hmm. 
Yeah. What's your favorite reservation system? We're cu- we're currently looking for a new version. Um, we actually use, hate, I hate even saying it, Yelp reservations, um, which has worked well for us because it's inexpensive. And as we were a locals yeah. restaurant, we started with no reservations. We didn't we didn't mm-hmm. have a system for a long time, and then we kind of evolved into that. We never felt like we were serious enough to spend the money on right. Open Table. Right. But as we're becoming more uh, involved in the tourist mm-hmm. industry, uh, you know, end of the uh, guest population, I mm-hmm. think it's becoming more and more important um, because that's how the tourist, you know, is going to do their research. Is they're right. going to go on a cup, you know, the main right. exactly. sites and look for them. And it's, it becomes a marketing yes, expense absolutely. versus a tech yeah. expense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of the my thinking on it you know i was always sort of like yeah we don't have to give our money to the man you know that kind of thing in the early years yeah and you kind of grow up a little and realize Uh that you know it is very useful tool um and yeah talk um you know talk is another one and Um, actually i made a reservation on talk i didn't have to put a credit card in it was just for a reservation Uh when we had the tasting room i was using talk for appointments if you charge through it it was going to cost a certain three percent or something but i think i don't know what they charge if you don't do anything Uh so that is interesting if there's a different charge for that yeah and then resi um and then seated is coming out right yeah and they haven't gotten a real foothold i think right here um resi they're still but i think if you go to more urban areas, they're like the yeah. one you, the, all the hip yeah. restaurants are yeah. using. Well, that's the thing so. is that you sort of have to cater to both. I know. Of and your, do you just pick one? Because right. the young people will use whatever yes. is easy and makes sense to them. Yes. But then you've got the people and until they right. die, they're going to use open table. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. So they kind of got their foothold on the, mm-hmm. on the business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, without a like whole <clears throat> reservation team here. Yeah. That's like how many yeah. things can you make? the server's track on top of everything else. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That yeah, is I had true. someone come into the taste room yesterday and they were like, oh, can I, can I pay with Apple Pay? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> can you? <laughs> is, there, is there a way that your phone is somehow yeah, going really to cash out yeah. and it's yeah. going to go into my pocket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And they were probably like, yeah, that's exactly how it works. Yeah. <laughs> no, the um, <laughs> cashier, the cashier at um, Sonoma's Market showed me how to pay with Apple Pay in my phone. Huh. It was hilarious. They're like, okay, double click your side button. <laughs> yeah, it's a different life. M- my wife will send me to Starbucks sometimes, and she'll say, "Just go pick it up." And you, I walk inside; everything's there with her name on it, ready to go. And you're wondering, okay, that used to be me—that guy waiting in the line, right? eight people back right yeah. now. That was me. Yeah. And, right. and some people just have figured figured, figured it, out. it out. But again, cutting the out automation, cutting yeah, exactly. Out an the, interaction, yeah, you with don't, a human. You don't mm-hmm. have to stand in that line and order from that person. It's yeah. already done. Yeah. yeah. I know there everyone's doing it. I mean, that's what we were talking about this beer garden. I'm like, can we like build an app? So you're sitting at your table instead of standing up and going in the bar or having a server come to you, you just order your next round on an app and it shows up at your table. Of course yeah. you can do that. Right. Right. You know, and it's like, right. Yeah, exactly. So, but ugh. I know, but ugh, exactly. 
yeah it takes yeah. it away it takes it that does. that personality especially and that, for fine dining i yes, mean or so casual important. fine dining yeah. i mean of course yeah and you need people who are there to advocate for the food that you're making mm-hmm. because someone's going to look at my dinner menu and they're going to be like i don't know what Half a of lot of this stuff <laughs> is right. so i'm just not going to order it i'm going to get you know the steak and the french fries and right, call yeah. it a day so nothing with bee pollen ever gets sold right exactly exactly <laughs> it's or like fennel pollen has, or yeah, whatever. fish yeah. sauce or what's nuck chom like right. i don't know you know <laughs> so you know you need those people there who are who are the you know they're the representatives the ambassadors of what you do and can tell them what you love and mm-hmm. you know why that why they're so excited about you know you can there. when you highlight that menu item on the ipad it will you can pick whatever person you want to give a little brief description <laughs> right. of that menu item. Uh, it could be you. It could oh, be one yeah. of your, a celebrity. Sure. It could a be celebrity. Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nam Chum. Uh, yes. Oh, That's man. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The next evolution, yep. I guess. The dark. The <laughs> yeah. It's all coming. It's all coming. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, this was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You so much. Thank you for the yeah. free Such a smells. Pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm Anytime. so hungry mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry we're not open to feed it's okay. you. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> oh. No, I just got back from Hawaii and there was a one uh, one water slide that would open up the lava tube at the Grand Waialea on Maui. It would open up at 10 o'clock. And when you got up to the top, it was right above one of their restaurants, Bistro Molokini, that was making bacon. Oh. So you were just, for an hour, yeah. you just you smelled just bacon, bacon going down water the water slide. <laughs> it's like the greatest that's, advertising that's, yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Lofted <laughs> uh, out into the world. Yep, definitely. All right. We gonna, you got any shout outs I to give? Like, you got anything going uh, on you want to, yeah. you know, for like end of December, just, January? Yeah. I going mean, on? just, you know, we're let's see black friday brunch is upon us and then it just rolls into the holidays um you know this time of year we don't have many special events because we're every day is special right and are you open on christmas um we do decorate we have some fun with it Mm -hmm. um yeah so we'll we'll have some holiday decor up and no we're not open we're actually this year because of how christmas falls we're gonna be closed for three whole days in a row because we're closed on monday and then it's christmas eve and christmas day um so we're we're, we decided to like give everyone a little break yeah um and then we do you know it's um new year's eve we have a lovely new year's eve here um and then are you booked up already uh no Okay. Not yet. We have. We definitely have some spots. And then uh, New Year's Day, we do brunch on New Year's Day, and that's always a party. I'm sure. Um, for all my employees, especially, <laughs> <laughs> they love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. That would be the perfect. You know, you want to convince them that you're going to replace them with robots. Tell them New Year's Day is going to be the trial period. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They'd be exactly. like, "That's fine." Yeah. Please, by all means, exactly. And then, if people want you to do catering, how? Uh, how much catering do you guys do and is it for um, like small parties big parties yeah i mean i'm i'm on i do the smaller end because that's what i prefer um and i'm such a control freak i feel like i have to like touch every single one of the events mm-hmm. myself which again how many things can a person do right um so yeah and we do uh, most of our work is clients in the wine industry mm-hmm. and then we do um private parties as well and and um those are a lot of fun but um i'm it's often um 
people who refer former clients who mm. refer and things like that but right. i always love talking about a good party that's okay. a good yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's why not yeah yeah and it's you know i cater for the people whom we are the right fit they we right. see eye to right. eye they know right. who we are they love what we do it's not i'm having you no. know I'm, i live Funny. in ohio and i'm coming out for my wedding and i'm gonna talk to 12 right. caterers that's who yeah. we get yeah 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 do a tasting Mm-hmm. tomorrow During four different photos. four different yeah. chocolate cakes mm-hmm. yeah 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 exactly and that's yeah. i mean that's where the business Not evolves to. yeah do you have a 78 percent? i have a <laughs> yeah exactly i mean i have 76 i have the limitations enough. of just a small space so i can only right. do so much so i just you know it has to be worth it right for all of us for the client extra. as well as yeah. us and it has to um, be people who are really excited about what we do and are not mm-hmm. looking for what they, you know, what they want, what they want. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, I, I view them as partnerships. Yes. Shall we say. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. 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 But it's fun. I, you know, I, I, I love the, I love the flow of an event. So even when it, they're exhausting days, it's, it's really fun to do, to do them. Yeah. It's a good attitude to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if you want to check out any of our past episodes, you can go to thebikegoeson.com. You can also visit the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Check out some of the other shows there, like the Winemakers. Um, happy holidays, everyone. Happy Hanukkah yeah. and Merry Christmas. And happy, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Year. Well, well, I think this is over. Uh. Happy Thanksgiving. Happened. How was your Thanksgiving? It no. was great. The turkey was amazing. <laughs> was, it, was it fried or was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We deep fried. Uh, deep it fried. was a 72 pound turkey. Holy moly. <laughs> largest I didn't know turkey. they got that big. It was the largest turkey I've ever wow. seen in my life. Oh, my goodness. We, Sounds we're like still a small eating the leftovers child. here on December yeah. 20th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liza, thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. Great. <clears throat> thank you so much. Yeah, yeah thank you. And. Um, Look forward to seeing you in the new year. There we go. Yes. And leave a uh, five-star review for us at the bottom. Helps us sort of move up the charts. You can now check us out on Pandora as well. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.